what I've learned in this pandemic is making time for the things that make you happy, making times for the things that kind of bring you an extra in a source of income or just finding a moment to get away from the nine to five and, and kind of making it your own. Welcome to the No More Reasonable Doubt podcast. In season two of this podcast, it's made to help black professionals start passion projects so they can expand their impact in the world and at work. In each episode, you can expect an interview with a black professional who has a nine to five just like you. And they've also launched a passion project into this world. You'll also get episodes with specific topics and lessons to help you move that passion project forward. I'm your host and fellow passion project starter, Mike Ambassador Bruni. Let's start the show. Today, our special guest is Dominique Verdure. Dominique, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My utmost pleasure. The first question we like to ask the guests here is, what do you do for full-time work? So I am a television producer. I produce a show that's uh, public affairs, really geared towards people of color, and it covers the community at large. So we have newsmakers to people who are um, making history, promoting their products or promoting their organization, doing things that are impactful for the community and um, disseminating uh, messages and things, uh, providing information that could be of use, especially at this particular time during this pandemic. Thank you for that. What is your purpose slash passion project and how long has it been in existence? My purpose, uh, the, that project I would say is, um, so I like to do makeup and I do it well and I've been doing it throughout college and I still do it now, like do I do it on the weekends? And of course things slow down when we shut down because it was like, there was, there was a lot of misinformation and I had to, you know, people were like, oh, can you do my makeup? I'm doing this event. I'm like, uh, no, because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to get the virus and everything like that. So that kind of slowed things down a lot. So up until about, I say in the fall, I started doing that again, um, obviously being safe with masks and PPE and, so, and so, things like that. So I'm trying to figure out a way to really morph it into something bigger and encompassing my experiences as a broadcaster for so many years and, and kind of branch off and do things such as uh, like media training, public relations, which I have a background in, and branding and marketing. And the makeup aspect could just be sort of like another branch of, of what I'm trying to do. So is it is is the makeup part of it at least at the moment is that monetized? Um yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, how did this how did this come to be? Every superhero has an origin story. Wow. How did this how how did this come to be? This this makeup and deciding that to do it in such a way that you put yourself out there. Well, I, I would say a couple things. So, I was born in Haiti and I grew up here in Boston. And so um, I learned how to speak English, watching television, uh, Sesame Street, Electric Company. And I grew up in um, Upland's Corner. So there was a library across the street. So after school, my mom didn't want my sister and I to stay in the house for too long. So we we go to the library. So there I would um, uh, peruse all these magazines. I saw Essence and Ebony and Jet. And then I saw people who looked like me. 
and they were so beautiful and 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 just like, the women were just glamorous and um and i didn't really see anybody like that around me on a day-to-day but in the magazines like i could just sort of put myself there and, and pretend to be like them. So I, I remember just as a teenager uh, going to the department store and I got hired at, at what is now defunct Filene's and I worked in, in, in uh, like in, in accessories. So I wanted, to, I taught myself, I like learn, I read all anything and everything I could use. And um, I, I begged my mother to at least let me use a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And she, you know, she's very strict and she's not a makeup person. So I really taught myself and I asked a lot of questions. I bought different magazines and different books and, um, and seeing people like Naomi Campbell at the time who was just one of the top supermodels. And then, you know, you saw, um, you know, uh, Tara and, and, and all those, uh, Iman is another one. So just really kind of, that was really good because I am a darker hue and I remember being bullied in school. And so in a weird way, sort of like my way of getting my power back, if you will, um, and really showcasing to the world, uh, my, my beauty, if you will. When did you start doing it for other people? Wow, I would say in in uh, high school, and I had a a, a childhood friend, uh, someone I'm still friends with. Um, her name is Nadia. So we would we love we still love all those kinds of things. We, now we are exchanging more sort of skincare stuff than anything else. And uh, so we would just practice on each other. She would say, oh, I just found this great mascara. I just found this great lipstick. I just, so we always exchange ideas and she would tell me about magazines. So really learning on my own because that wasn't something, I didn't have an older sister. I am the older sister and just kind of um, started doing it when for other people. But I really, I always felt shy about asking for payment because I, I never felt like I was that great. So I would say friends first, family, and then it morphed into strangers and then I would, you know, take pictures of my work. And now it's, thank God for social media, I can just take a picture of my work before and after and upload it and, and then word of mouth and such. You may have touched on this a little bit. Is there a point where you hesitated to kind of, let's say, maybe jump from family and friends to putting this something that you um, consistently shared with the outside world? Oh, absolutely. Um, because even though people were complimenting my work, I always thought, uh, I'm not that good. I, I still need to learn this. So even now, uh, when I see people take it to uh, a level like, so I lived in New York for a little bit uh, while I was attending graduate school at NYU. And so I had kind of like, I'm the true West Indian. I got three jobs. I was going to school full time. <laughs> I was work, working for a TV station in New Jersey. And I was also working at the Mac uh, store at Times Square. And we all know Times Square was, is always crazy and always busy. And so I learned from a lot of my colleagues who worked at the store. Many of them were like really trained at this. Many of them worked on Broadway doing really, um, and on film sets doing kind of gory kind of um, different kinds of makeup. And some taught me how to do a lot of that stuff and and I would watch them. So I always felt feel and even now I always feel like to be open, um, be a sponge and absorb as much information and, and, and try to stay on top of all of the trends as possible. So would you say the thing that got you over the hump is being open to learning? Or is there anything else that I'm missing? Open there? to learning and over? being confident and saying, you know what, I got this. I can do this. I can execute this. Okay. 
One of the things, as I talk to different people and they're looking to start these purpose or, or passion projects, and while they're also working, there's this thing that comes up about time. How do you find the time or make the time for your, your project? I think it's what's important to you. And um, it also doesn't help <laughs> getting paid for it. Um, I say for me, it's, I can do it on the weekend. So I, I have a nine to five, although now the nine to five has morphed into something else, really making the time for it um, to really, and then kind of taking time out of what I've learned, actually, let me go back. What I've learned in this pandemic is making time for the things that make you happy, making times for the things that kind of bring you an extra in a source of income, or just finding a moment to get away from the nine to five and, and kind of making it your own. So even now I'll, I'll, peruse on, on social media, I'll try to find different ways. What's, what are the trends? What are the different things that are happening? Um, and teaching myself, I practice on myself, I practice on family or friends, um, you know, and making sure that, okay, let me make sure that this is being executed right. So I say just really kind of making the time and taking the time out of your busy day, because you will, you have time. It's just a matter of prioritizing it. So time is one thing. The other thing that I found is energy. How do you, and it may not be find the energy. It may be, one thing I like to say is, you know, you, you, you have your nine to five. They done took 95% <laughs> of your energy. And then now you're looking to, to get into this thing that you're really excited about. Do you have any rituals or routines when it comes to re-energizing yourself to do to do your project? Wow. I have to say I was that person running and gunning, running and gunning, gun, 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 gun. I get up, I keep going. I just go, 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 go. So what I've done um, during the pandemic is reprioritize things. So I started to meditate to really kind of figure out what is it that I want to do take the time and slow down and, and not try to be on a rush all the time. So that process has really kind of helped me to um, navigate the, the hours in the day. What is, okay, what are the things that need to be done first? Okay, do that. And then what else do I need to do? And then I take the time to work on the thing that uh, um, I'm, I'm passionate about. So just prior, prioritizing my time, um, meditating and really practicing gratitude. Those are definitely things that, that are coming up in different interviews that I'm having, the meditation, the wellness slash gratitude, um, and then also prior to, prioritization. Yes. So thank you for, for, um, for putting in, um, for mm -hmm. sharing that. How has, if at all, your passion project impacted the way you show up at work? Has it had an impact on your on your day job over the years? To some extent, um, before I would say yes, because I was exhausted. I was going, 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 especially if it's something, say, a wedding, and it's like just me doing uh, within a small amount of time, uh, make, maybe doing makeup for like 10 or 15 people. And, and, and I'm going, 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 and then I still have to do the nine to five. So now I just kind of slow it down and, and, and being very deliberate about what gigs I take, not to overexert myself and, and really just trying to make sure that I'm okay. And, and because it's not just about the money too, but I have to enjoy. I, and, and, and I also try to, um, feel, siphon out the client. Like I, 
and I'll give you an example. Prior to everything getting locked down, there was a bride and her mother, and and she was more extra than the mother. I thought the mother would be extra just based on her physical outward appearance. And this is a person who didn't wear makeup, and she like put me through the ringo. Like we literally did pre pre makeup for about six hours. It was torture. And so while I was doing it, I said, you know what? I don't want this gig because it's not worth the aggravation. If she's aggravated me and it's not even on the wedding day, on top of it, I'd have to do her wedding, her mother, and then the, the, the whole wedding party. There's just some things that are just not worth your peace. Are there any positive things or, or that over the years you found that your your project has brought to your day job? Has it changed the way you show up? I would say um, there's an extra pep in my step um, because I'm not stuck in a rut. I am actually doing something that's completely different, but I'm also still fulfills the creativity part in me um, as far as like what I'm doing now. And so just really, I would say, helps with the extra pep in my step, meaning confidence and finding some sort of uh, peaceful mid middle ground. There's someone who's listening to this interview mm -hmm. right now. They have a passion or a purpose project that is on their heart, their minds, their soul. It wakes them up in the middle of the night, but they're not doing anything about it. They're on the fence. What piece of advice, guidance, or words of wisdom would you share with them based on your experience? I say go for it. You have nothing to lose. Uh, and, and time is something you don't want to waste. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm going to bring, bring up the pandemic. We don't have time to waste doing things we don't really love or things we're not passionate about, things we don't we don't enjoy. So why not go for it? And while you're, we're all the majority of us are sitting at home, there are so many a plethora of different um, HubSpot I could think of different. Um, online programs that are free that you can learn and try to navigate. If you wanted to learn how to do search engine optimization to kind of, and don't just think of it, oh, that's just going to be too technical, but that could also help your business in, in terms of how do I post, what times do I post, and what what kind of impressions am I getting? So I say go for it. You have nothing to lose. Um, so many dreams have been killed because people are fearful. I'd rather fail by trying then then not try at all. So even if things right now are, I can say are a little bit slow because a lot of people are not going out. So there's not this deep desire to get their faces done, but many of them still have events like, you know, let me at least get my graduation picture. I may not have a graduation picture, but at least I have the graduation and I would love to get my face done. And so if someone is listening, I'd say, you know what, go for it. Do your research, make sure that, you know, you at least, um, know what is what the market entails, what you want to do. Just start, at least start, take baby steps and, and get going. Thank you for that. Are there any books or resources that you've come across that have helped you on your journey that you may be willing to share one or three of those? I'm not necessarily um, so much books. Um, I have to say the book that I read is uh, <laughs> I, it's not it's not even a business 
book kind of per se, it's President Obama's The Audacity of Hope. I read that um, before he became president and it kind of, it's it's like, how, how dare you even think of this idea? How do you even think that this is going to happen? So I that's why I say, why not just go for it? And um, like, for example, HubSpot is another good resource because there are so many different um, classes and free things. And even on YouTube, if you're not sure, sometimes people that you would be surprised all the different things and, and even uh, videos that are out there that people put out there that you can learn something that you weren't even uh, sure that you can learn before. And it's, you know, right at your fingertips. I was just, I was just about to say, when you mentioned, um, you, know, you, you mentioned the book, I was going to bring up HubSpot again, because you shared <laughs> that, re that resource with us. So I'm wondering, are there other resources in that realm that, that um, so you mentioned the book, you mentioned HubSpot, you mentioned YouTube. Are there any other HubSpot-esque type things that you're using that you think, yo, people, you this is a good resource for you to get some stuff. Is there anything else like uh, that? There are, um... Another thing I'm trying, I, I like, I'm going to think about it and then get back to you because I, someone just actually sent me a, a long list of different resources. Um, there's another one um, that is for like eCornell has in conjunction with Bank of America. And they have these entrepreneur classes that are about, I would say three months and they have different cohorts and they help women um, and uh, empower women, women entrepreneurs. And you learn kind of like a lot of little basic little things that you need to know, um, getting capital, um, bootstrapping, cap, uh, gross income, all this different, these different terms that you probably would not even be aware of that actually really helps. And I believe Babson College has one too. And this is particularly for um, black women entrepreneurs. And I think it's B-W-E, um, I think P and it, it, L, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, and it tells you all these different um, things that you need to learn, um, these different strategies to become a, a, an entrepreneur and how to place your product in or services. I was just going to say that. So my date. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also got my MBA. I also got my, I got oh, my cool. MBA. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, so yeah, be, 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 well, be yes. well is the one that's for yes. black women entrepreneurial leaders. Yeah. But there's, there's, um, which is under an umbrella of mm -hmm. something called Sewell. Uh, which is the Center for Women of Women Entrepreneurial Leadership. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on definitely at Babson College. Um, you know, I didn't plan to plug them, but since it came up, <laughs> I'm expecting extra Babson. You hear me? <laughs> but we'll have all this stuff in the show notes. Last question for you: Where can people learn more about you and your 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 project and? And the makeup. That um, well, right doing. now I have a separate Instagram ac account. It's called Makeup by Dominique V D O M I N I Q U E V, and that's where you see some of my work. Uh, and of course, on LinkedIn, I'm I'm there. Um, I'm pretty much keep it, you know, very simple, <laughs> nothing crazy going on. So that's where you can learn about some of my work. We appreciate you taking the time to share what you're doing. There's someone who is going to be set free um, from, from the hesitation, from the doubt, based on listening to your story and, and the steps and the things that you're, you're doing. So uh, thank you so much. Thank Dominique, you so much, Mike. Have a great afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that episode and found tremendous value in it. If so, don't keep it a secret. 
tell a friend to tell a friend. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, our handle, No More Reasonable Doubt. Every so often, I create a free resource to help you take your purpose or passion from a dream to an actual project. You can always find that resource at nomoreasonabledoubt.com forward slash free gift. This is Mike Ambassador Bruni for No More Reasonable Doubt. Remember, some dreams stay dreams, some dreams come true. It's on you.